Welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am super pumped that you are listening. This is a podcast by a 20-something, for 20-somethings, or 20-somethings at heart. The desire to dive into the real and the raw, the uncomfortable and the messy. My desire is that you would encounter the Lord and feel encouraged, inspired, and challenged to chase after Jesus in this crazy time of life. I'm so glad you're here. So grab something refreshing and let's get on with it. Ladies, this week on the podcast, I've got my new best friend, Jenny Randall, on to tap into our creativity. Jenny is super cool, and you're going to learn that very quickly during our chat. I'm super excited for this episode and fully believe you're going to want to do all the creative things after you listen to it. So stay tuned at the end for my bachelor recap and a possible freestyle rap that just truly encompasses my talent and overall love for this season of The Bachelor. I know you're going to love this one, so let's get on with it. Well, hey, Jenny, welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, thanks, girl. I'm super excited to get time with you and with your listeners. Yes, I'm so pumped. I have been following you on Instagram, you know, and it's been really fun to see just what you're up to. And I was like, man, this girl seems really cool. I need to have her on. Oh, thanks. thanks. <laughs> so tell us just like, we need to know you. So tell us a little bit about you, what your life looks like these days. Yeah. So I'm a Christian. I'm a wife. I call my husband hot surfer husband, but his real name <laughs> is Matt. So you're not allowed to call him that. I can call him hot surfer husband. Okay. You call him Matt. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm a mom. I have two little kids. They're seven and almost six. So a boy and a girl and I'm a creative entrepreneur. My husband and I run a marketing company together. And then we also run a ministry where called freedom creatives. And our whole goal is to champion creatives into their calling. And I do that mm-hmm. by traveling around the nation speaking and empowering people to step into the areas that they're called to influence. And I also write, so that's kind of my day to day. Yeah. What kind what of like, what got you into that? Like why specifically creativity? What sparked you to want to really dive into that with your ministry? I've always been creative and kind of figuring out where my gifts and talents fit in and like where God has called me. So I've been on this journey. I worked in the entertainment industry for a while and just through my own journey, I've seen people's voices get lost Mm. and I've seen people fitting into a box of what it's supposed to look like even though I think God has a greater move through us. Yeah. I've seen this one woman said to me, oh, I love what you're doing. I'm not creative at all. And I just wanted to punch her in the face <laughs> <laughs> because I think we're all meant to be creative. So I've seen, I've seen creativity in just get lost. Even for myself, mm-hmm. it's a wrestling match. And I, I jokingly call the people in our, in my community, creative ninjas. And <laughs> I think we have to actively be pursuing our God-given creativity and that we have to chop through some really hard stuff <laughs> to really see how God wants to move and use us. And so I'm just passionate about creativity as a whole. My, my gifting has been in that space through video editing and just a whole bunch of different stuff. So mm-hmm. it kind of 
just happened. I would find myself like encouraging my friendships or my coworkers to like step it up and myself too. God has Mm. definitely kicked me in the butt a ton (laughs) in the best way possible. You know, that conviction that you're like, "Ah." so yeah, it kind of just was a natural progression. And I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. And I think it's so needed, like, to be able to talk about it and the fact that you said that we are all made to be creative. Yeah. And we look around, like, I know, especially when I was thinking about this topic, I'm like, man, it's so easy to look around, like, on Instagram or different things and see other people and how they're gifted in creativity in different ways. And obviously, there's, like, this specific... You know, there's like the ones that everyone thinks of, like you paint or a lot of it's like centered on art, I think, and Mm -hmm. realizing, oh man, I can't do that. But what ways has he gifted me and what kinds of things are under that category of being creative? Like, how do I find them? So, so it's really cool that you're talking about that. Yeah, thanks. And and I think too, like you're exactly what you're saying. We categorize creativity in this box and it's so much bigger than than painting mm. or writing. I think so this the definition I use for creativity is the act of making stuff. Mm. So I think it kind of like can totally blow your mind if you're like, I'm not creative. <laughs> okay, think throughout the day, what are you making? Yeah. And like enter into that and be like, okay, th- these are the areas in which I'm creative. Like it, you're a teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're like obviously creating stuff in the classroom. Oh, you're yeah. the way you communicate to the kids. Like you're definitely creative. So it's really taking that approach and, and asking God, in which way am I making stuff? And then help me to dive into that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so you wrote a book that came out in October, right? That talks yeah. about this courageous yeah. creative, which I love the title of that. I think it's great that you added like that courageous in it. So what like inspired you to write it? What's, what's your hope for it? Yeah. So I went through this struggle in my twenties where I was in a dysfunctional relationship. Like it was just messy and unhealthy. And I studied TV in college, which is super fun that that's even a major. Yeah. It was like, we just walked around with video cameras and made stuff. Like it was like (laughs) so amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. And so there was this one project I remember I was working like the whole semester on and I was creating a documentary and it was of my friend's story. She like overcome Mm. this abuse and like, it was such a beautiful story of redemption. So like this was my semester, like telling the story Mm -hmm. through the video lens and editing it. And so I submitted it and a couple of weeks later, like time goes on and I realized I fell into this depression mm-hmm. and I went to talk and this wasn't a Christian university. It was whatever. It just was a normal, mm-hmm. not that Christian isn't normal, you, whatever. So I go, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to give you context. Like my, yes. my professor was not a spirit led person, but right. he had wisdom. So mm-hmm. I went and I talked to him and I'm like, man, I just fell into this depression. And he punched me in the face with the words, not literally, he punched me in the face. <laughs> like, and he's well. like, yeah, he said, well, I feel like your purpose was wrapped up in this project. And when mm. you turned it in, you lost your purpose. And wow, Holy Spirit used that question to really have me become self-aware to the fact that my purpose was wrapped up in this project. It was a good project. It, mm-hmm. The goal of it was to glorify God, but 
it wasn't who I was. So my worth was riding on the coattails of what I was creating rather than who created me. And it gave me this, this shift in my spirit where I was like, man, I really need to, to have my identity be solely rooted in Christ, not in the the things I'm manufacturing for him. So Mm -hmm. I went on this journey and all throughout my creative adventures in the entertainment industry and the marketing industry and just everywhere, just going on this adventure of really in my own life and in those that I work with, just pointing people back to the root of where we need to focus. And that's Jesus. And Mm. and from knowing him, knowing his character and having an aim to bring him glory, like we can make stuff Mm -hmm. and we can have fun and we can dream big and we can be courageous creatives because he has a plan and a purpose over our lives. And even the big vision that he gives us doesn't need to be so heavy that we're fearful to enter in because it's not even really about that vision. It's about just knowing him and having our identity centered on that. So that was like my journey of going after that and then feeling called to step into speaking and then actually entering in and like just all these radical God moments happened. And then Mm -hmm. finally he's like, write a book. And I'm like, well, what am I going to write it about? And he's (laughs) like, are you kidding? Like, look at all of this history of experience we have. And like, it just poured out and Yeah. So that's how Courageous Creative was birthed. (laughs) That's so cool. And it's set up to where it's more even like a devotional, right? So you can kind of like walk through every day has like a challenge for how you can be creative and just kind of like questions different, like asks you questions, which I love to be able to like dive into that on a, like a daily, like, it's like almost like a daily commitment to, I'm going to like try to be more creative Jenny's going to help me ask me questions and dive into it. So I love it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I really designed it to be a discipleship. It's really at the core of it. It's like a discipleship guide to becoming a creative ninja. And Mm -hmm. it's so fun. Like, so studies show that you can retrain your creativity because over time that muscle gets lost Mm -hmm. unless you're being intentional. So even just spending five minutes a day, stepping out of your comfort zone, taking a creative challenge, doing what the book says really is rebuilding that muscle. And Emma, you would die. Like the stories of people that have gone through all 31 days, like people have started businesses because they found freedom. Yeah. People have been like, okay, I'm going to become an author. Like it's given people such vision because they've rebuilt that muscle. And I'm not saying that. So people become intimidated and like, oh, well, I don't want to do any of that, but it's just a fun resource that actually is really transformative. It's been crazy to see how God's used it. Yeah. Even in just like the figuring out even just like one way that you are creative that you didn't realize or something like that. Like you Ah. started off with what are ways as a kid that you were creative and what are ways now? And I bet even like I was the same way when I did it, like I wrote down a bunch of ways that I was creative as a kid. And then when it got to now, I'm like, um, teaching, podcasting, maybe cooking. I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, know. communicating, I would say is mm-hmm. one for you. Mm-hmm. Wait, what was there anything from, um, let's go there. We're besties now. <laughs> was there anything from your childhood that you were like, man, I really miss that. Oh, I'm trying to remember what I wrote down. Yes. Here's something that was interesting. I wrote down that when I was a kid, all the time I would make up plays or dances or I'd perform like being like 
in front of my parents, like singing or dancing or like coming up with a funny skit. And I did that all the time. And I thought it was so fun. And the time of my life that I felt like that again was when I worked at summer camp when I was in college Mm -hmm. and I was like getting to be on stage and acting and doing that thing again. And I, oh man, I crave that all the time. That is so cool. I would do that too. And I'd put my brother, I'd make him like be in my performances and like, we would invite (laughs) the whole, like our whole neighborhood and we give them tickets. Like (laughs) that is so cool. And I think too, we have this notion as adults or 20 somethings like, well, why would I spend time doing that thing? And I'm Mm -hmm. not saying you're not excellent in that area. Maybe you are, but Mm -hmm. for me, it was like, why would I spend time doing that? when it's not like going to be my job or I'm not excellent in it. But I think a lot of times our creative expression, it's just meant to be fun. And when we do it from a healthy place, we're actually bringing God honor Mm -hmm. and glory because he's designed us to be expressive in that way. So Mm -hmm. like, maybe you can take that into your classroom and like help your students, like put on skits or like whatever, you know? So there's, there's a reason that made you come alive. And I want to challenge you to continue to explore that and like prayerfully ask God, like, what was so fun about this Mm -hmm. that I just loved, Mm -hmm. you know, and he'll walk you through how you can do that. You can continue to walk in that as an adult. Yeah. Cause clearly like he designed me that way for a purpose, right? I mean, even from a young age. So I love that. I want to ask you like, what kind of obstacles have like kept you from living out your creativity. So maybe you did find like ways you want to be creative, but there were obstacles that got in the way of that. In my book, I call them creativity killers and there is tons of them. I mean, I think I wrote every like illustration in the book was from my own experience. So I've experienced them all. There's fear of people, fear of man. There's feeling this perfectionism, like There's like a lot of these creativity killers go hand in hand and they'll interlap. So there's lack of time, not being able to make the time or not valuing the time to Mm. stretch your creativity. There's performance mentality, which is kind of what I was describing that happened to me in college where I was getting my worth from my work rather Mm. than getting my worth from Christ. And I was thinking, oh, the more I do, the better I am. Mm. And a lot of, from what I found in talking about the subject with leaders Mm -hmm. and just creative people, they are high performers and achievers Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, Mm -hmm. and they'll struggle with performance mentality. So that's something to be really self-aware about. And then there is rules and regulations, which I had somebody reach out to me after reading my book and they said, I want to tell you, oh, it blows my mind. Their kindergarten teacher Hmm. had a chart and was like, this is how you're going to color this picture I'm giving you. And they were like, the grass needs to be green. The sky needs to be blue. And they were like teaching them, this is how you color. This is exactly the colors you need to use. Hmm. And that was just an example of rules and regulations. Like, okay, my creativity needs to look like this. Weird. And I think it's totally weird, right? As a teacher, that probably kills you. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. That's like the opposite of what we teach now. <laughs> that's so good. And, and that's what we need. We need people in the classroom in all areas of influence to give people that space and the freedom to process mm-hmm. through the lens they feel like they're supposed to be expressive in. And so yeah. rules and regulations can be, can be a big one that holds people back from their creative expression. So mm-hmm. there, there's a bunch the book tackles for myself. It's been performance mentality. Oh, stress is one too mm. that can hold us back. Yeah. And then also like 
coming in agreement with the whole tortured artist vibe and thinking, oh, well, my creativity comes from this dark, deep place of whatever, Mm. where studies actually show that if your creativity is fueled from the positive, you're actually, your creative output is more. Mm. So we can create from our pain after we see the purpose and the redemption in it. Hmm. So uh, what I mean by that is like, if you're struggling through something, which we all struggle, we're all in process, like Mm -hmm. go there, process through the pain. Even if like, for me, I love writing and like pouring out my feelings through words, go to that hard place and process through it, but find Jesus in it Mm -hmm. because that's the story we want to tell as Christians and as creatives. That's the story we want to share and highlight. And I Mm -hmm. think a lot of times we miss the mark because we're just focused on the pain rather than than the redemption part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's creating from that space. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And I like that you said like finding Jesus in it too, because I feel like it could be easy to, in that pain, rely on being creative to like solve it. While yeah. that's like a good way to just kind of point your mind towards something else. Like if you're not pointing to Jesus in that, then it's not going to satisfy you. Like just painting or cooking, like that's not going to ultimately satisfy you and heal like the pain, but Jesus will. So yeah, girl preach. I mean, it's so true. Like your, your creativity isn't meant well, although art therapy can be healing, but at the end of the day, that's not what's bringing you healing. I mean, everything, like you're saying, points back to Jesus and mm-hmm. it's about him and the work he's doing in your life. And we can, we can capture that through our creative expression. Yep. I'm with so you. Good. Okay. Jenny, I want to talk to you about your twenties. <laughs> oh, girl, it was a mess. <laughs> Whose twenties isn't a mess? Raise your hand. I don't see any hands. So <laughs> like what, what was your twenties like? I know you kind of mentioned a little bit about college, um, and struggling with depression in that period, but like what was good, what you struggle with, tell us all about it. I know I don't talk about this a lot. I've, I've mentioned it publicly a couple of times. So in my twenties, it was, it was messy. I got saved at 18 and hmm. that was the, the shortest summer ever, which was between high school and college. Yeah. Right. So get saved, go off to college, try to find like where I fit in. Cause now I'm this like super passionate born again, Christian. Yeah not understanding why everyone doesn't love Jesus. (laughs) Anyways, I end up dating this pastor's son and it years go by and it turns out he's abusing. He was trying to be a youth pastor. He's abusing the women in the youth group or the girls in the youth group. And this was a dude I was dating and like, we were in love and we're going to do ministry anyways. Sorry, this is a heavy topic and I didn't think I'd go there, but all that dysfunction happened. I had a crisis of faith. Like this was the church I'd come to know. This was the family that I admired. So I had a crisis of faith. I never questioned God, but I questioned deeply. I was questioning the church. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my wounds in my 20 were struggling with God loves the church. How do I get to a point of loving the church when I've experienced deep deception and church yeah. wounds? So God brought me through that because of the deception and the hurt and the pain, I went through an identity crisis. I got really depressed, struggled a lot with that and really understanding the worth 
that I had and I would pour into my creative adventures and all that as a coping mechanism. So Mm. I love how you said what you said earlier really puts the cherry on that Sunday. Like it's not about coping through creativity. It's about coping in in Jesus. So it was a wrestling match in my twenties. It was hard. It was really, really identity shifting for Mm. me because he brought me through it. He's so faithful. Of course, it's one of those things where when you're in it, you don't realize what a hot mess you are until you're out of it. And you look back and you're like, wow, that was messy. That was hard. Praise God. I survived and I'm stronger because of it. But I wish, I wish I saw, I wish I knew at the time that the heaviness on my heart didn't derail God's holiness. Hmm. Do you know what I mean by that? Like he was, he's always there. He's always working. He's always moving. My situation shouldn't define my relationship with Jesus. Like, mm. cause he is so faithful. He's always the, there's so, such a bigger picture of what he's doing on this earth. And the situation I was in was so me focused that a lot of the times I was just survival mode. And mm. I, and it was hard for me to see the bigger picture of how he was moving and working. So he was able to show me like, okay, shift your eyes to me, shift your eyes to me. And it was a time of being a mess, but still seeing him use me. Like I remember there were times Holy Spirit would, one day I was praying and I was like, God, I feel so purposeless. I feel so lost. Like Mm. what, like, what do I, I don't want to go to class. And I remember him saying, I'm going to use you today. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see about that. So I I will, I was, this is a crazy story. I was walking at our little college cafe and I saw a friend and God's like, go ask her if she's pregnant. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) you have gone crazy. Like I'm having this inner dialogue, like this wrestling match with the Holy Spirit. Like you've lost your mind. I'm not going to do that. You're, if you're, you make me do it. I'm not going to do it. This is crazy. And before I knew it, I walked over, I was walking over to her and I'm like, "Mm, random question. Are you, and she didn't look pregnant. I'm like, are you, are you pregnant? And I kid you not, her jaw like hit the floor she was like, how did you know? And oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. It was in that moment that I saw, even in my brokenness, Mm -hmm. God will show up. God will use us. Like it's not about us. It's about serving those we're called to serve and being a willing vessel to take that risk and Mm -hmm. ask the hard questions and just let God use us. And she saw the love of God, a God that cares, a God that knows, a God that wants to father her through this process of, I wasn't expecting to be pregnant. Like this wasn't Mm -hmm. my plan. She saw God work in care. It opened up conversation because she only told one other person and it opened up healing for her in a way that would not have happened. And the fact that in my brokenness, God still chose to use me. Like Mm. that was a defining moment for me where I was like, he's working so far behind my comprehension. And I, I want to be a part of it. Even when I feel like a hot mess, I'm going to pursue healing. Like I did all the things, you know, counseling. I loved college because there was a community of people around me that were like, prayer warriors. Like they would pray and they would fight for me and they would just be like, how are you doing? And I'd be like, "Ah." that's the hardest, but probably the best, most defining season for me. Mm. Wow. Wow. That was a whirlwind. Hurry up. No, thank you for that because it's real. And I feel like that's a lot of girls stories of it's just being 
a really broken, messy season of life, but the Lord continues to use you and you're like, oh my goodness, Lord, like, do you not see me in this? And he's like, yeah, I do. And guess what? I'm still God and I'm still going to use you. And it's just so cool. And we're humans, right? So we're all broken. Maybe some of us more than the next, but Mm. like just thinking on that situation with my friend who was struggling, it's like, she felt broken too. Mm-hmm. And God still used broken Jenny to speak life into her circumstance. And and I think all we're called to do is just show up. Mm-hmm. We just have to show up and we have to fight. We have to fight for our creativity. We have to fight to see God in everything because he's there. Are we just showing up and, and actively looking mm-hmm. for, for the move that he's doing? Yeah, that's good. Okay, I want to see, how could you just, like, encourage ladies in their 20s to be more creative? Just be more intentional. Be more Mm -hmm. intentional. Like, if you thrive in writing, like, you can Google your way through different writing challenges or exercises, or there's so many different things you can do to stretch your creativity. Take a class. If you're in college, I'm sure there's, like, art classes or, like, a music class. Like, get out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and just show up in a way that makes you, like, nervously excited. I like to joke, like, if the dream you're chasing doesn't make you want to puke your guts out, then you probably should chase something bigger. (laughs) You know? Right. Like, get completely out of your comfort zone. Get out of your comfort zone. Like, if you're not dreaming big enough with God, like, your dream should feel scary. Mm. It should feel like a risk. And I believe God has that for us. I believe sometimes he uses us as a resource for another person's crazy dream. Like Mm. sometimes we're called to pour into them and encourage them. And sometimes you're the one that's chasing the dream and others are going to do that for you. So I think it's a constant being self-aware of saying, God, where are you putting me now? And Mm. just going after it, showing up and being intentional to foster the things God has, has given you is the most important way you can. And and honestly, being prayerfully self-aware and asking Holy Spirit, like, man, what is killing my creativity? Because hmm. a lot of the times it, it could be wounds, it, like the wounds I struggled with. It could be stuff like that. Like you just don't think you're good enough hmm. when it's like, so God will shift your eyes off of yourself and point them to- towards him. So it's just being self-aware in that and asking God, like, what is actually holding me back from entering in? So I hmm. want to challenge everyone listening to ask Holy Spirit that, like, mm-hmm. what is holding me back from entering in fully and freedom in the creativity he has. Mm, I love that. Okay. We've made it to the last three questions. I Uh, asked these to every guest. And so I'm so excited to hear what you have to say. So this first one always gets people, but what's one thing that you wish you knew as a 20 something? I wish. Oh, wow. I wasn't prepared for this question. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I wish I knew that God's love was not contingent on my performance. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. I wish I knew that because Mm -hmm. it's making my Christianity all about me when Mm -hmm. it's all about him. Mm -hmm. You know, are you a three on the Enneagram? I don't know what I am. Maybe you can help me figure that out later in my life because I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. You sound Is like that a three. Th- it's like, three yeah, it's like the performer and, you know, threes and ones get mixed up. One's a perfectionist, but threes are more the ones that like just 
more want to be seen as having it all together and ones actually want to have it all together kind of thing. So Mm. anyways, yeah, we can explore that together. (laughs) (laughs) Or besties, M. That's right, Jenny. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll chat about this later. Okay, next, what are you reading, listening to, and or watching? Oh, okay. I dove into Whitney Capps. P.S. You should have her on your show. She wrote a book called Sick of Me, and she also has a Bible study. She's such like a solid gospel-centered teacher, and her her new resources she just released are fantastic. Awesome. Sick of Me? Is that what you said? Sick of Me, yeah. Huh. It's a cool cover. The girl's face is like scribbled out. It's really (laughs) cool. The cover alone, I'm like, I'm sold. 100% sold on this book. I want to check that out. Are you watching anything? Oh my gosh. I mean, this is us, obviously. Uh, yes. yes. I, are you into it? Yes. I just watched the one for this week last night. So. Oh my gosh. So good. I, I, I was born premature. Spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody that hasn't watched the episode. <laughs> I just printed it for you. And I was the same, like same size as that little baby. Aww, that's like, so crazy. And I survived. So that's I feel the thing like- is like, it's so relatable. Like everyone can relate to this. Oh. And I just say, I definitely had the gift of prophecy when, <laughs> when the girlfriend, sorry, this is a total spoiler alert. Everybody, you'll be fine. It's fine. This is coming when- out weeks later. People okay, have to have checked fine. out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. When the girlfriend drank the actor guy's. <gasps> bottle i'm mm-hmm. like filled with vodka 100 percent yep i said it too mm-hmm. yeah prophecy uh, we yep. are so anointed that's right mm. or we just like use context clues and no it's an anointing <laughs> television show anointing we have it that's, you studied tv so like <laughs> i might as well just be writing the show it's right. fine did you watch the bachelor no i actually thought okay all my friends were panicking about the greatness of it. And I thought it, it was because it was a new season, but I looked yesterday and it actually was the end of a season, right? <laughs> was it? Yes. Was like, yeah. Yes. Husband, we're behind. We got to watch a new season. And, then we looked and we're like, Oh, we probably shouldn't start now. It's the end. <laughs> was, it, was it a good one? And were you happy? Um, it was a really good season. Like I, have always been a bachelor fan and it was it's always been like a social event for me like to be able to go hang out with my friends and watch and I live alone now and I was like am I gonna watch it am I gonna go to friends every Monday night to watch didn't but I still kept up with it on my own which is a surprise because I usually don't like watching it by myself because I like making fun of it with people for sure so it was really good but they did this week a two-part finale okay and It was two hours both nights, so four hours of watching, and it was so boring. Boring, boring, boring. Because literally they packed like maybe 30 to 40 minutes of material into four hours. They just like drowned it out, and it wasn't, you know, usually it ends in a proposal, right? (gasps) This time it did not because... Colton came down to three ladies and Uh he was on, that's when they do the fantasy suites, you know, and, and he told one of the, or he was with the girl that he loved and she basically broke up with him and he was like, no, don't leave me. I was going to pick you. (gasps) 
And she's and still what happened. And she's still like, I don't I don't know if I'm ready. So he gets pissed and he jumps over a fence in Portugal and is running around Portugal by himself. Wait, then, was this dirt? Was he like in his boxers? Because this was fantasy suite time. Because I feel uncomfortable about this. <laughs> or was he dressed? He was like, fully dressed because oh, they weren't good. to the fantasy suite yet. They were just hanging out. Oh wow! He was like expecting to like go back and hang out with her. You know, he legit jumped a fence. Did he get jumped stuck on the an eight foot fence? No, <laughs> fully like. Did you get a running start? Wow! I wish people saw you act that out. You got- um, <laughs> really impressive. You gotta watch I- it. I feel like, okay, so one thing I love to do when I go on podcasts is challenge. So people are like, how do you stretch your creativity? And I say, you have to be intentional. But then I like to challenge the host to do a freestyle rap. (laughs) And I haven't really felt that this episode until this moment, because I think you could easily freestyle rap about the Bachelor finale. And I want to challenge you to do that as a creative form of expression. I feel like it's right. Um, come Here, on, don't you feel it? Here's the thing. I have always wanted to be an amazing freestyle rapper. See, this is your moment. Mm. <laughs> like the D of a you beat get, for you me? You get to call the shots. Or... Hmm. I wonder no, if no, I, could... I don't do that. I mean, that's... I think I could look up, like, some really good freestyle rap music. I mean, I feel like you're taking it a little too far. I just want... <laughs> I'm taking this too far. I'm sorry. This bit. is my creative expression. Okay, I will. As long as your uh, <laughs> the music cue you find is you can release on air. Let's do it. Uh, I'm this gonna. Is my... I'm gonna try this out. We'll oh, see, guys. He's frantically googling, searching for a music cue. This is gonna be <laughs> the moment we've always wanted. Let's see. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Got it. Mm-hmm. The Becca came on this week and it really was boring. And I know you're gonna speak about how it was really boring. Because it was, and now the earth is roaring. Yeah. Alright, I'm not done, I'm not done. Colton loved Cassie but Cassie didn't love Colton it was really awkward and we're all going what? (laughs) do the jump the fence do the jump the fence he jumped the fence and we're like bro are you an NFL linebacker and he is but how'd you do it? did you practice? did you fall? I don't know how you didn't fall Okay, I really think that this is in my future. That was like, <laughs> I can't, this legit, like, next level. I just, that was like, uh, probably the greatest I think I've I should practice seen. a little bit more, though. No, see, here's the thing with our creativity. We end with disclaimers. Let that sit and enjoy it. That was beautiful. I don't think I even rhymed any words at all. But it doesn't matter. The joy it brought me personally (laughs) to see you. I feel like you're the type of friend that if I was like, hey, let's go to McDonald's and order seven sandwiches and throw them at people, you'd be like, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You're the like, let's do it friend. And you make things happen. And I just now Mm -hmm. like, I love that about you. (laughs) 
Thanks, Jenny. I really do think we're friends now. Yeah, that had just, that cemented it in my mind. I mean, any girl that will, like, pull up music and go for it about The Bachelor. (laughs) Oh, it was good. Oh, man. Yeah, I think this may take off, and in a few weeks, you might hear that I've signed a label with... Most, I mean... Some sort of rap record coming out live. DJM, catch me live. I mean, they might, the Bachelor crew might just call you up and be like, listen, Mm. we got to fill four hours of content. I feel like a full hour could be you rapping. So come on the show. My friend actually submitted me for The Bachelor last week. (laughs) Like, week on the show. Oh, did you have to record a video? That's the next step. You're supposed to record a 10 to 15 minute long video of yourself. This is, look at listeners. Listen, we are brainstorming this right now. You should do a rap submission. That's like your marketing thing. Like I'm going to be like the crazy girl. <laughs> you're going to be the crazy girl, but then everyone falls in love with your charm and beauty, but you're going to uh, turn heads with those freestyle skills. That's, that's right. like your thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you to really press into that. Yeah, I think keep, it's, keep me accountable. Okay. Yeah. I'm I do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you were on, I would die. So would I, I, I would actually die if I was on, not like of excitement. Like I would think I would actually die. <laughs> you're dreaming big. You're getting nervous, puking your guts out. Uh, this is a dream. That's to exactly pursue. what it is. I would puke. Okay. Yeah. All right. Lastly, and healthy disclaimer. We're not advising puking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not. Mm-mm. Yeah. But if Amen. it scares you so much because you're out of your comfort zone that you puke, then it's fine. Tommy hurts. You'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Jenny, we've made this last question. I want to know what is refreshing you these days? Like anything that's just like giving you life. Okay. So I got this thing in the mail and it's called pinch me therapy dough. And I've just, I don't know, but I've been pinching what? it all podcast episode. It's just fun. Oh, it's like, why did I just forget the word? Like it's kind of like Play-Doh yeah. and you just play with it I feel like I'm in therapy right now and it smells so good I just want to like eat it but you shouldn't probably eat it but so it's basically just fancy play-doh fancy play-doh that smells real nice Hmm. is it like essential oil smelling I think it is I got it as a gift and I'm like this is uncomfortable it makes me feel uncomfortable but now that I've got into it I like love it (laughs) because sometimes it'll make farting noises and I really want to test it out let's see if I can do it Nope. Okay. You can put in a farting sound effect every time. It's fine. Okay. So I like that. Um, what else? Oh, have you ever ex- uh, played Exploding Kittens? No. The, I've okay. seen it, though. I've seen it's it. It's a card game. My mm-hmm. seven and my six-year-old can play it. So it's like all the rage in the Randall family. Like, oh, we boy. love it. It's so funny. I went to Panera with my son, and we just played for like two hours. Oh, and... that's so fun. Yeah, he's such a rules guy. So he's like, are we allowed to do this? And I'm like, bro. I get unlimited diet Coke. We're fine. Like we can do this. (laughs) Let's see what else. Oh, last thing I love. And I do this often, but I love listening to my Bible. Do you have the Bible app on your phone? Yes, I do. So I started just listening when I was working and like, I know we shouldn't always fill the silence, but I listen to the Bible rather Mm -hmm. than normally I'll tend to listen to worship music. So I've started doing that and it's just been a great, it's been fun. And they yeah. have different like plans voiceover and stuff. people. Yeah, that'll oh. read. So sometimes it's like Morgan Freeman-ish. Like it's not him, but it'll sound like really dramatic. And it's just funny. Sometimes they'll have music underneath the story. So I just 
from a creative perspective, I'm like, this is awesome. That is cool. Have you heard of Dwell? Is it, what is it? It's an an app and it's, it's the Bible and it has different, like you said, different voices, different kinds of music you can play in the background, lots of like different plans, but I think you have to pay for it. Like annually, it's like maybe like $30 or something, but I love it. I used to do Bible app, but then like it wouldn't let me change some of the voices and I was bored. I mean, not bored of the Bible. Oh my gosh, Lord. Oh my but gosh. Just... <laughs> just stroke you, stroke you did. <laughs> please, you better please. jump that fence real fast. Oh. <laughs> But, like, when I'm listening to it at 6 in the morning, I'm like, I need some, like, music in my life. Oh, that's fine. So it's great. Dwell. You should check it out. I'm going to check it out. You can do a free trial. Cool. They should also sponsor your podcast episode. Uh, Yeah. Shout out Dwell. Where are you at? Dwell.com. Just kidding. I don't know if it's .com. But that that sounds really cool. I want to get to the point. So I'm a night person, but I want to get to the point where I wake up early, listen to my Bible, but also read it. And then I have like dual things going on, drinking my coffee and highlight. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's going to be magical. Yeah. I love when I can listen to it and like read it at the same time too. I feel like I pay attention more cause I'm definitely same. ADD. And so when I'm like listening and reading it, I'm like totally in. Yeah, me too. I'm a little squirrely if I'm just myself. Yeah, especially it. if it's early in the morning. So yeah. That's love a good it. Life plan. Thanks for that tip. Oh, of course. Dwell. Check it out. Dwell. Sponsor me. Yep. Sponsor. Hey, it's been so fun hanging out. I feel like we really hit some marks there when you started rapping. I feel like that was probably the highlight. That was it. And I'm glad we got to that moment. So yes, it was so fun to hang out with you too. Thank you for encouraging me in that. Yeah, it was solid. I couldn't have done it without you. If listeners want to submit their own freestyle raps about The Bachelor, I feel like we should encourage it in this moment. This is your creative assignment, your challenge, your homework. That is a great idea. And you, I mean, we're going to blast you on social if you do in the best way possible. I feel like I feel it. I feel it. And we'll use that as leverage yes. for your submission for The Bachelor. Yeah, obviously. this is this is an official challenge. I'm, I'm dubbing it official. Send us your freestyle reps about this season of The Bachelor. Yeah. Or or maybe this is us if you want to be dramatic okay. about it. Okay, yeah. Well, well The Bachelor's funnier. Because so. we can't put rules and regulations on it. So yeah, just a freestyle rap. Yeah, but then <laughs> we're gonna get the people that are like, I want to rap. Just don't over spiritualize it, guys. Just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Like I did. I didn't plan that. That was all Jenny and the spirit. Mm, so spirit led. <laughs> oh, okay, I think we need to cut this off before we're we get. Done. <laughs> we, I feel like we could ramble for a while. <laughs> awesome, you're the best. Uh, you're the best, we, Jenny. We, Let's hang out again soon. Let's do it. I hope you enjoyed my episode with Jenny Randall today. All of you should go buy her book, Courageous Creative, and tap into the ways you can live out your creativity. I am loving going through it, and I would love for you to join me in that. So like we said during the episode, we have a challenge for you to send in a freestyle rap about The Bachelor and or topic of your choice and send it in on Instagram, or you can send it to my email at waterwithlemonpodcast at gmail.com. And you could possibly win a copy of Jenny's book, Courageous Creative, if you send in a freestyle rap. Yeah, so do it if you're cool. Thanks for tuning in this week. Share this with a gal that you think would love this episode, and I'll catch you back next week. 
stay fresh, my people.